Hey, everybody. Thanks for coming back and tuning in to Yolk Christian Podcast. This is Jared Montana. Uh, I'm here with my co-host, Codis. Codis, how is your day going? Oh, it's going great, man. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, today, of course, is a special day because we've got a, a real cool cat. He's got a lot of this. And he's yes, got a lot of that. Um, so uh, how you doing, Piper? Oh, I'm doing pretty good, you know. I'm just kind of sitting around with my grandma over here and um, trying to figure out the telephone because my grandma doesn't really let me on one very often, but it's kind of nice, you know. <laughs> well, good, good. So, uh... Oh, she's doing really good. She doesn't really like social media a lot, so she's not really an on-camera kind of a person, and gotcha. she doesn't really talk a lot, so... You know, she barely lets me on TikTok, you know, but, <laughs> you know, she's a really private person. Mm-hmm. Well, I understand that completely. I know I like my privacy. How about you? Pam? Yes. Oh, yeah. That, that we all need it sometimes because this world can be a lot. So absolutely. So so Piper, let me ask you this. I'll just jump right into some questions here. Are you OK with that? Mm-hmm. Sure. So uh, so how did you get started on TikTok? Like how what, what made you, you know, start all that? Well, I had I had some friends tell me that I should get on on TikTok to make videos, and well, of course, I had to get permission from my grandma to do that. But you know, once I got permission, and I had to borrow her telephone because you know I'm only ten years old, you know, and I don't have a I don't have my own device. And once we got all that set up, they said that I would I would do fairly good, and um, I I didn't know what they even meant by that, you know. So uh, we just put the telephone on the little stand thingy. And I just wanted to tell people about Jesus. That's all I wanted to do, you know? And, you know, it's kind of like that one movie where they play baseball or something. They said, if you build it or hit it or something, people will come. I don't (laughs) know. It's a really old movie. I don't know. Yeah. It's a solid movie. I love that. If you build it, they will come. So. Oh yeah. uh, That's it right there. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so I, I, I guess I'll just jump right into this part too. So I know I've, I've, I've seen a ton of your videos and I really enjoy them. Oh yeah. There's a ton of solid truth in them. And uh, I guess I think what I've seen the most is probably videos about homosexuality. Um, so I guess my question with that is how do you feel about Piper? How do you feel about people asking you about your uh, quote unquote pride straps? Well, you know, I'm glad people talk about it because it's something I believe that we should talk about. Um, my grandma bought those for me. She bought my T-shirt. She buys my clothes for school, all that stuff. And she out, she told me when I was buying my suspenders, which I have all different kinds of colors and everything. <laughs> but the rainbow stripes are my my favorite. And I'll tell you why. Because mm-hmm. it's... A, It's a reminder of God's promise because my grandma told me the story of Noah and the ark and Mm -hmm. how the promise of God is what representation of the rainbow. And I, I, I wanted to be able to tell other people about that story. And (laughs) and ever since we did that video, mainly a lot of people, well, a lot of people's feathers got ruffled, you know? So (laughs) I guess that's okay because I guess you know the turkey's alive when you ruffle feathers. (laughs) I, I love that quote. I've never heard that before. I love that. Huh. At least that's what my grandma tells me. I don't really even know what that means. <laughs> that's funny. So what? What's, how do you respond when people, uh, I guess, accuse you? Because I can imagine if you're responding in truth, right? I know with what I've seen. So how do people tend to respond when they see that, uh, you know, you, you, you respond with love that I've seen, right? And so 
Um, but there's also truth backed with love. And so I think a lot of people, especially these days, kind of misinterpret the, the love on that, you know, that side of things. So how do you uh, how do you feel about that? How do you usually respond to that kind of critique? Well, my grandma always told me that the Bible says that the world would hate you because they hated him first. Mm. Yes. And I think hate is such a very strong word, you know, and words, words, they say, don't hurt. They don't. Sticks and stones may break your bones, but words would never hurt. Mm-hmm. I just don't believe that's true. Words hurt, yeah. you know. Yes, yeah. And um, when people say that if you don't support me, you hate me, and that's actually not true because my grandma raised me to love everybody, whether creed, race, color, no matter what you believe in. Even if we disagree, we can still be kind and show love to one another and and accept them as people. Not necessarily maybe the acts or things that they do in their personal life, because that's between them and the almighty God himself, Mm -hmm. you know. And when people say these things, it is hurtful. But at the same time, my grandma told me that when someone says something hurtful to you, that you never want to say something bad back to them, because she taught me that hate begets hate. Mm. And I never knew what that actually meant. So she had to break it down simpler to me she said when you give something hateful you will get something hateful back she Mm -hmm. said in simpler terms than that what you sow is what you reap so if you sow good things you'll get Mm -hmm. good things but if you sow hurtful things and 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 hurtful words and and things of the world then that's what you're going to get back so when people say these things and try to do these things in videos and stuff i try to always keep that in mind because It goes back to that old, well, I guess it's an old saying. I'm only 10 years old, so I don't really know. But um, (laughs) they say, what would Jesus do? Mm. And I think of that a lot. What would Jesus do if someone said, you're homophobic because you don't support me? I think Jesus would still love him, even if they hated him. Because, I mean, they are the ones that crucified him. I mean, me and you, we crucified him because we were once an unbeliever, you know? Mm Yeah. And that's, that's so true too. the, the reap what you sow. And I know my mom, she always told me, um, you know, very similar to what your grandma told you, Piper, but, uh, she said that hurting people hurt others. And I think that's something that's always stuck with me, but going back to the reap what you sow thing, um, that's so applicable to all aspects of life. If you think about it, like I know when I watch depressing stuff, you know, I reap what I sow, I end up becoming depressed, you know, and same with anxiety. That's very true. Yeah. And same with like happiness, you know, like if, if I associate myself with happy things or happy people, you know, I, I become happier. And mm-hmm. granted, uh, I think that, uh, you know, all good things in life are given to us by God. But um, there's definitely a, a psychology aspect to these things. And I guess people just don't really realize that. Um, so, yeah, but reap what you sow. And I forget what verse that is, too. You reap what you sow. It's in Matthew, um, I believe. Right. No, um, what you reap is what you sow. Um, I, I believe it's in Galatians. I don't know. Huh. I can Google it right quick if y'all wanted to distract while I Google it. <laughs> yeah, you can do that. I'll probably be wrong too. It's okay. Uh, kind of for a distraction here anyway. What the reap with you, what you sow is I have some friends that are unbelievers. And sometimes when I hang out with them, I mean, I try not. I mean, they cuss a lot and stuff. I obviously don't. But sometimes when I hang out with the unbelievers, I kind of feel like, I, I feel the lost touch of God, if that makes sense. Mm. Like, I don't feel God's presence. Like, I feel like, how do I describe it? I, I don't know how to describe it, but I, 
don't feel like I'm in God's presence when I hang out with him, you know? Well, that my grandma always told me this old saying. She said that birds of a feather flock together. And she showed me this verse that evil communication corrupts good manner. And it's not just the things that you say. It's the people that you crown yourself with, you know, and mm-hmm. And and that play, plays a big part in you, even if you're living for Jesus and the people mm-hmm. that are not that are around you, it can eventually keep up with you. Like, um, I know this verse here is mainly used for marriage, I think. But if you look at it from the other angle, it's pretty true. The Bible says to not be unequally unequally yoked with unbelievers. If you think mm-hmm. about that from a non-marriage perspective. It's pretty true, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, I have friends I hang out with that are Christians, and we worship together, and it is so powerful. You ju- we just feel God. Like, we go camping together, and we just feel God's presence. But then again, when I hang out with the people that maybe aren't so close with God or kind of don't believe in God, you can. it just is a whole different feel. It's a whole different vibe. It's just yeah. completely different. And I believe that God is really intended that for a reason because the Bible mm-hmm. says that iron sharpeneth iron. And if you yes. take a piece of iron like an axe because it has a really sharp blade let's say over time you keep cutting things on wood eventually that iron blade is going to go dull Mm. it can never be sharpened by that wood but if you take another piece of iron to that iron it can sharpen each other because it's of the same material we have to be cut from the same material to be sharpened you know that is so rich i love that yeah and it's it's incredibly difficult, and maybe it's always been this way, but I mean, I've only been alive for 22 years, right? And for tw- these 22 years, it's incredibly difficult to find people that are like the, the iron in this analogy, right? Like, it's it it's so easy is. to find the wood. It's difficult to find the iron. And, and I guess once you find that, you know, obviously we try to hold on to it. But um, mm-hmm. like, Codis, like you're saying, you know, you've got some some wood friends, and then you've also got a group of, of iron friends. And, and I don't know, like, I, I'm friends with a lot of the people I grew up with. Um, of course I've had a bunch of friends, you know, come and go and stuff like that. But, um, here recently, since I moved back to my hometown, you know, I've reconnected with a bunch of people that I grew up with and people that, you know, went to church or church with me and stuff like that. Um, but it's just, I don't know. It's, it's tough, you know, like how do you find somebody that's solid outside? I mean, granted you can go to church and find friends that way, but, um, but the, the verse I found, it was Galatians six verse eight. Um, says, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. The one who sows yes. to please his sinful nature, from that nature will reap destruction. The one who sows to please the spirit, from the spirit will reap eternal life. Amen. So, I mean, it's, it's, I love how applicable that is to, of course, our spiritual lives as well as our physical lives, you know, because like we were saying, you can apply it to, to things of this world. Like we were saying, like, if you watch things like that, uh, that show depression or, of course, what this verse is referring to is spiritual nature. So uh, you invest in God. You know, I'm a big financial guy. I like analytics. I like numbers. So, you know, if I invest time and if I invest money into something, you know, it's just, anyways, I, uh, I think this is kind of just the way I was raised. A lot of the times, all of my actions are based off of money, how much it costs me, all that fun stuff. So in terms of, of that, you know, if I invest my time, because time is money, if I invest my time into Christ, then of course I will sow what I re- repped, reaped. I don't know what the, <laughs> the proper grammar is there, but <laughs> Um, just so, yeah. so, um, Codis, do you have any questions that you wanted to ask Piper? Oh, okay. Piper, I want to know who is your biggest hero other than Jesus. Cause you know, he is the biggest hero of them all, but you have like a favorite cartoon character, a favorite, uh, whatever, who is your biggest hero? 
Oh my goodness. Well, a lot of times people ask me what my favorite superhero is. Well, I I always like Marvel heroes and I like DC heroes, but I'm a big fan of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, you know? Yes. Uh, I always love them. I like Captain America and all that stuff, but I don't know. If I had to choose, I'd probably go with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but, um, you know, if if we stick with what, like, I'm made of, um, <laughs> I really think Mr. Rogers has a huge Ooh. impact on my life because my grandma introduced me to him, and he's not around anymore, you know, because mm-hmm. he's been gone quite a while. But he yeah, seems like... Yeah, he seems like he just knew what he was talking about, you know, and I, I really felt whenever I started my channel, when people told me to do it, and I, I talked to grandma about it and everything, she just told me that whatever you do, do it with purpose. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And it made, it didn't make sense at the time, but when I prayed to, and asked God to say, you know, that this this t- this TikTok channel, you know, it's 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 Jesus's, you know, and exactly. Whenever I started to kind of get in the feel of everything, and and started telling stories, I really felt like uh, Mister Rogers was a big inspiration for me to go down that route. And That's I have awesome. been in the past compared to Mister Rogers, which I don't really feel worthy <laughs> of such. <laughs> and I've been compared to Kermit the Frog and Big Bird and um, somebody else. I don't remember. But those three mixed into one, they said that I'm basically the evolutionary form. I don't <laughs> know course. if that's good or not. I don't uh, know. Well, I will say this. I mean, of course, people know Mr. Uh, Mr. Rogers because of his kindness. And I know I've oh, seen yeah. a lot of your videos. And uh, the way like so you the way you, I guess, handle um, what word am I looking for? Um Persecution? Persecution is good. That's a, that's a aggressive word, but... Uh, for some reason, the word is adversary that I'm thinking of, but I know that's the person, not necessarily a, a subject. But anyways, I think you, you get what I'm, sta- or, uh, I'm saying. So um, the way you kind of handle that, you know, it's, uh, it's always in a loving, kind way. So, like, I've seen a ton of Christian TikTokers, you know, respond and, yeah. um, to, to hate, I guess I could say. Um, you know, they let their, their feelings get involved and. I will say without a doubt that, uh, Piper, you handle that really well. You're always super kind, super loving. Um, you demonstrate a lot, you know, just with the, the way you carry yourself. Uh, you with definitely, the Bible. Uh, uh, what's the word, project, like, how Jesus would love, you know? Like, that's the first thing I thought of. Like, you, ex- you example Jesus' love, you know? Because even when they're hating on you, I guess you could say, you're still, like, loving on them. And it's just, like, yeah. it blows my mind. Like, that is so awesome. Like the patience you have is it just it's so awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what they say about love, love is patient, love is kind, and it doesn't boast all these That's things. That's actually so, yeah. the verse of the day on my phone, first Corinthians thirteen four. Love is patient, love is kind, and it is not jealous. Love does not brag and love is not arrogant. Mm. Verse of the day. You know, since it's being talked about, I really appreciate your kind words. That really means a lot to me. My grandma told me that if I was going to do something, do it with purpose. And I really feel like there is a good purpose in everything because all things work together for the good to those that love the Lord and are called to his purpose. Absolutely. So I feel like this mm-hmm. is for his purpose. And when you brought up the, you know, love is patient, love is kind. My grandma showed me this and I really, I really feel like I should share it. Um, what does the Bible <laughs> say that God, 
God is. The Bible says that God is love. Mm. Well, if we talk about that God is love, if we go to the first uh, first Corinthians chapter 13, the first, what is it? Uh, it talks about love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not boast. Well, if we replace love with what love is, that's God. Well, God is patient. God is kind. Wow. God does yes, not boast. Is. And at the very end of that whole chapter, it says at the very end, God, which is love, never fails. Wow. Goosebumps. I got goosebumps from that. I know. that That's so powerful. Um, goodness. It's just so I, crazy how, like, God can love us. Because, I mean, if you look back in history, we have done awful things. Like, we have completely, like, we were, we were intended to just walk in a garden with him, you know? And, mm-hmm. like, we've just, it's just crazy how he can still love us. Like, yeah, I love that. Yeah. yeah. The ahead. Bible says that, who am I that he was mindful of me? You know, mm. if you think about it, we, so me, you, and, and, you know, anybody at this point in our life, we were just a preconceived thought in the mind of God. Mm-hmm. But yet he decided, you know, I'm going to make that guy a person. I'm going to make him a reality because I got a plan for him. He's got a purpose to do that only he can do for the role of his life that nobody else can do, but that one. Mm. But the end of the day, it's our life, our choice to do it. And um, mm-hmm. if you know as well as I do, I hear a lot of people say this. And if for the longest time, I never knew what it meant. My grandma had to explain it to me. But a lot of people say, well, it's my body, my choice. Mm-hmm. Well, in a sense, um, they, they're not wrong. It is their choice mm-hmm. to do whatever w- they want to do with their life. God gave us the gift of free will. And that mm-hmm. is what caused the fall of man. We don't always make the right choices. This is why we need Jesus in our life. So that, that's an incredibly good point. And, and I know, obviously, uh, a lot of people don't recognize that Jesus um, was a historical f- figure even, which is ridiculous to me. But you, you mentioned a little bit about free will, and uh, I completely agree with you. But I know there's a lot of uh, debate amongst the Christian community between you know, predestination and free will. So, Piper, I, I guess I'll ask you, what's, uh, how would you kind of explain that? I know it's a, it's an ongoing debate for a reason, so I don't necessarily know that there's a correct answer that everybody will always agree with. But what do you think? Right. Well, I will say this. If, it, if we didn't have a choice, then we would all be in heaven right now against our own will. Yeah, and absolutely. And a forced love is not love at all. And yep. if you think mm-hmm. about it, God didn't create us for that. God created us to have a relationship with him and how yes. does one have a relationship with him because we have to, we have to learn to love each other. That's yeah. what it's all about. This isn't a predestination. You know, God knows what's going to happen, but he allows yes. things to happen because he wants mm-hmm. us to choose. He mm-hmm. gives us the option, you know, he leaves the door open because most importantly, <clears throat> my grandma taught me that God is a gentleman. And he never comes in anywhere that he is not allowed. That's why he never pushes himself on anybody. Awesome. And he always waits. That's why when people say, I don't want this, I don't want that. That's why he's, he allows you to go your way. Mm. That's why when we choose to go our opposite way and kind of be like the prodigal son and run to the pig pen, that's because we chose to do it. 
You know, oh, God didn't so have true. had nothing to do with it. He just allowed mm-hmm. you to do what you yeah. chose to do. So, I kind of wanted to talk about this, but you were talking about how love, and I, it's one of the most golden rules in the Bible. I feel like, and if you think about it, so love your God. Obviously, that's up and down, and then love your neighbors, and your neighbors are side to side. And if you kind of draw that out, it kind of makes a cross because God is up and down and your neighbors are kind of sideways. You know what I mean? I just yeah. thought of that. That was just a little thing I thought of right now. That's interesting. Love your God and love and, your neighbors and it makes yeah. a cross. And with, and with that hmm. thought, That's think cool. about this. If you love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, right? You mm-hmm. said that goes up and down, right? Yep. And if we love our neighbor as ourselves, that goes side to side because we're all together in unity, correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. The Bible says, except he be lifted up, he would draw all men to him. That is the cross. When the cross was lifted up, he drawed all men to him. That is what draws all men to him. It's the cross. And who was on the cross? That was Jesus. It's the name above every name. It's the name given among men whereby we must be saved. It's the only saving name. All power in heaven and earth is in that name. It's in the name of Jesus. That's the Mm. name that makes devils tremble. That's the name that has things have to move when you speak that name. That's why when people get nervous, when you start speaking that name, if you speak the name of Muhammad, if you speak the name of Allah, people don't care. People don't silence you because of those things. People don't even silence you because if you pray to Mary or the Pope. But when you say, what about my Jesus in the name of Jesus? They say, well, 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 we don't need to talk about him because it's irrelevant. We need you to calm down on this Jesus stuff because we know the Bible says that he is the way, the truth. And the life, and no yeah. man comes to the Father mm-hmm. except by Him. Mm. He is I've, the truth. I've never thought of that. I mean, obviously, I've thought of that, but I've never. It just the way you said that was perfect. I love that. Hmm. The way you word things are, is very easily understandable. Like yes. the, the the way you answer the predestination and free will is impressive. Because, um, like you, you put into words how I I think it in my head, but I, I can never communicate it properly. So, um, mm. but I'll ask you this, Piper. So. I used to work in an ER, and uh, so I used that as an opportunity to talk about Christ a good bit. And this one oh, guy. Oh, wow. Were you a doctor? <laughs> no, not quite. Far from it. I, uh, I was just a tech. I, uh, so when you oh, to... you worked on computers? Oh, wow. <laughs> no, not quite either. I, uh, oh. so when, whenever what did you do? Came, you well, worked once... in the hospital, you didn't work on people, and you didn't work on computers. <laughs> well, I worked on people, just uh, not as, uh, oh, I guess, good wait, as a doctor. Wait, wait. Yeah. Were the people robots? <laughs> no, no, not quite. So the oh. doctors are smart enough to be robots, though. It's like they were a, a working <laughs> Google. But, well, uh, that makes sense. No, I took vital signs and I started IVs and stuff like that. But anyways, I was talking about this or to this one guy, and uh, he was a pronounced atheist. And uh, so we were talking all this stuff, and and I I dabble a little bit in apologetics, and I, I before I guess in my the earlier Christian days, I really liked to argue and debate, which I've since moved away from, but. Uh, Anyway, so I, I do like apologetics. And I was talking to this guy, and he was talking. Could you about, explain what apologetics is? Yeah, yeah. So apologetics is basically like the the defense of the Christian faith, but it can also be used as in like an offense. So like uh, you know, proving the historical figure of Jesus, you know, uh, why we believe who he is or and who he says to be, and um, and all that fun stuff. And then it, of course, it also tends to cover stuff along the lines of like where did we come from? Why you know, basically all the foundational principles of the faith is. Uh, 
apologetics, I guess, is a, a way to kind of answer the questions that I guess people have about the faith. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, but I was talking with this guy and, and, uh, he said he's read the Bible through and through. He's an ex Mormon, um, which we, we can talk about in a minute, but, um, now as a pronounced atheist, doesn't believe God. He said, if there ever was a God, he left long ago. And he asked me this one question, Piper and, and Codus, I'm really interested to see what y'all say. Um, he said, you know, if I was God, he said, I wouldn't ask all of these people to worship me. He's like, why does God require worship? He's like, uh, he said something along the lines of, of course, uh, Christians were uh, his children, or that's what we're referenced to in Scripture. And he says, so why does he force his children to worship him? Like, do you ask your kids? He's like, uh, he's, he didn't, or he knew I didn't have any kids. And so he's like, but imagine you had kids. Like, would you force them to worship you? So what would y'all say to that? I, I don't, I mean, I, I don't think we're forced to worship at all. Like Piper saying earlier, we have free will. If If we want to, we can. I don't think God forces it onto us at least from my point of view i don't think we're forced into it well the bible says that he we love him because he first loved us and we would never worship anybody if we didn't love him because that's where it all starts the bible says that the foundation of the house was built on 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 the, the bedrock of love that's why the house that the wise man built had a foundation and that when the storm hit oh, it, it yeah. crashed and yeah it crashed against the walls and 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 after the storm were waged down it's still within the storm because it it was built on a rock mm. and then the storm that hit the house that didn't built wasn't built on the rock it fell because it had no foundation it wasn't built on the rock you know and what did the bible say that the foundation was the foundation's the rock well the rock is the cornerstone that the builders rejected, which is Christ, which Christ is God. Jesus Christ is the Lord God Almighty. Well, what is God? God is love. If we don't have love, love as our fails. foundation, love never fails. God never fails. And if we have love as our beginning part of our relationship with God, we will want to love him because why? Yes. He's the one that pulled us out of the miry pit and pulled our, our feet out of the miry clay. You know, he's the one that rescues us out of our our sin because well with sin my grandma told me that the wages of sin is death mm-hmm. and and you know she taught me that when you get a job when you become an adult that with with every job that you have you get a, a wage you get a you get a payment mm-hmm. for every hour and every moment that you spend on that job and uh every time you know you do that you get money well she said it's like sin Sin requires a wage. And at the end of your life, you get payment for that wage. And of course, mm. and unfortunately, that wage equals death. That's not God punishing you. That's you punishing you for the earnings of your wage. Because Very true. sin equals death. You just earned what you've got because that's what wow. comes your way. But if you turn to Christ and he forgives you of your sin because it's freely give freely receive you can have that all washed away and thrown in the sea of forgetfulness and when you have that freedom because the bible says that he who the son has set free is free indeed you will want to worship the one who has saved your soul and 
I wouldn't mm. be forced to do anything because I would want to tell more people about this man named Jesus that set me free. And if he did it for me, he can do it for you and he can do it for your neighbor and your kid's mm -hmm. neighbor and your neighbor's kid. And I think it's uh, I think it's a wonderful thing. But the thing I think people get confused about is that they just don't want to. They want something to uh, complain about, you know. Wow. And that the, was very well said. Yeah, very. And you know what? Had I said that, we might have had a different outcome than what's it actually happened. <laughs> um, what, I, what I said was very short and sweet because I didn't really know the answer. And I said, well, I just know that the, uh, the Bible, you know, of course, he, God wants us to worship him. But I said, here's the thing. I said, you're putting yourself in God's shoes. And I said, we're, we're humans. We don't deserve to think as if we're God. And I said, why he wants praise? I don't know. And quite frankly, I don't care. <laughs> I said, I just know that he wants it. And, uh, and so he moved on and, you know, asked a couple other questions. Um, but wow. And I, you know, for me to be, uh, I guess intrigued in finances like I am, it's very interesting to me that I've never thought about the wage of sin, like how you put it, you know, how yeah, I'm definitely going to steal that analogy from you, Piper. Cause that's very smart. That was very good. Yeah. Oh, my grandma's a really smart lady. She is. She is wild. It sounds like it. Maybe we need to get her on the show. <laughs> oh yeah. my goodness. Oh, she told me people on my live stream want to see grandma come on the live stream, but she said that she would only come on there if we hit a million subscribers and that'll never happen. That's the reason why she said it because she knows that it won't happen. Uh, but you I know, I, yeah, know. I think she, I think she's pulling people's legs because we know a Jesus that there's nothing impossible with him. So Ooh. either she doesn't really believe that or she's just trying to test me. I mean, it kind of goes along with this, but uh, before they set the Titanic sail, they said, not even God can sink this Titanic. Oh, yeah, that's and right. Then and then look what happened. Yeah, two hours well, later, the movie. Yeah, two hours later in the movie, they, they almost all died. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Look at that. That's a true story, Piper. Did you know that, the Titanic? Wait, it's a real story? <laughs> yeah, that really happened. You didn't know you that? Mean, you mean the lady threw the diamond over the thing and Jack well, floated on the door and died? Well, oh my gosh, that's it's horrible! Piper, Piper, it's You're a scarring. Exaggerated, but well, my grandma, she, we got to the part where they 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 showed the naughty parts, and my grandma oh, closed yeah, my yeah. eyes. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't I able to see that. Did that part too. actually happen too? Oh my oh. lord! <laughs> Some people don't do good things, Piper. <laughs> oh my, oh my Lanta, oh my. <laughs> Hey, you know, I'm actually from Lanta. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, I'm right south of Atlanta. Well, isn't that something? <laughs> so, funny. Piper, I have a question for you. Okay. You know, you know a lot about the Bible, it seems like. It seems like you and your grandma read it quite a bit. Yeah. Who is your favorite biblical character? Oh, well, are you saying besides Jesus? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's always number one, even well, in everything. Lovely, I love the guy. Um, I really like Joseph. Joseph? Yeah. Mm. That's a good, I'll tell you I why. Like that. Um, obviously he had a, a really happening coat. It was really pretty. Yes. But, Just uh, like your suspenders? Yeah, yeah. But you know, I love his story for a reason because, well, I, lo I love two stories a lot. I love Joseph and his story and I love Gideon and his story. And I'll tell you why. Um, Joseph's story is great because he went through a lot of test and trial. Yes, he did. That if I could premise it in one thing, it would be forgiveness. 
because his brothers turned on him because his father loved Joseph, the Bible Mm. said. And the brothers despised him. They, they tried to throw him in a pit and leave him for dead, but then they sold him and, and they ripped up his coat. I mean, they, they basically, if you take his coat in, in, in representation of what Noah's rainbow was, they tried to rip up Joseph's promise, you know? And, and the rainbow wasn't just only for the flood. If you think about the rainbow in a, in a hole, I mean, the rainbow's God's promise and everything. Yes, it is. Yeah. So they tried to take his promise away. They tried to take everything from Joseph, but he was sold into slavery and Joseph was thrown in prison. But yet God still gave that man favor everywhere he went, mm-hmm. even when he was in the in Potiphar's house and Potiphar's wife tried to do, you know, the naughty stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She she tried to, you know, do all that. But Joseph did the noble thing and he ran away because he didn't want to be a part of that. But still, she lied on him even. And he was still put Just in jail. Like- it's that's in Genesis. It talks about that in Genesis too. He completely ran, like she had a hold of his coat, and he yeah. just took the coat off and ran. He fled. Exactly. Temptation. I love yeah. that. Me and Jared were just talking about that before we uh, started the podcast about just yeah. fleeing temptation. That's how we need to run. We need. Right. We just need to drop our stuff and go. You know, and I don't know what it is about that man losing his coat all the time, but <laughs> <laughs> he needs to get a coat hanger. Yeah, you ain't a kidding. But, um, you know, they he ran away from that. And at the same time, God set him up in Egypt and as a high office under Pharaoh, right? Yeah. And, and when his family came, he sent for his family to come and he showed forgiveness and mercy mm. to his family that turned their backs on him. That's love. That is awesome. And I... I believe to this day that Joseph is what my grandma taught me as a type and shadow of Jesus Christ. Yes. You know, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I guess my favorite character in the Bible now is Joseph after that. But yeah, uh, honestly, yeah. you know, because if you think about it, like the ability to forgive your family after them treating you that badly, like, I don't know that I could do it. You know, his family sold him. Yeah, literally sold him into slavery of all things, and I mm-hmm. imagine slavery is not very fun. So, <laughs> matter, of fact, matter of fact, the the scripture even talks about your family uh, in different wordings. I can't really remember off the top of my head, but my grandma told me about how your family would essentially try to turn on you in the last days. You know, mm. they would only be brother against brother and stuff like yeah. that. Um, wow! But the other story was Gideon. You know. The, I think it was the army of the Midianites he was against. There was 132,000 in that army that he was against. And, and Gideon had, I think, uh, not even a third of that. I think he had 32,000. And God said, you had too many. We need to cut that down. Yeah. And he's sitting there thinking, well, I don't have enough. And he said, no, you got, you got, you got to, you got to cut that down. So he, he, he subtracted and he had to take some down to the pond. And he said, those that would lap the water out of their hands. And, and those are the only ones that had to get cut out. And he went down and he kept cutting it down to, you know, down to 5,000, down to a thousand. And finally he got down to 300 men. Mm -hmm. And he, he said, now 
you go to battle. And Gideon yeah. was probably like, what in the world's going on here? You know, <laughs> 300 men to 132,000 men. Wow. But they overtook the Midianites. That right there in one scripture in Romans sums up that whole story. If God be for you, who can be against you? Yes, I That's love so that. True. It's you funny. Know? It's funny you mentioned that story with Gideon because so I I don't remember necessarily reading that story, but I do know my mom's told me that story many a times growing up. And so it's funny because ever since I was a kid, every time I went to drink water, whether it be from a, a water hose outside or from the sink or anything where I grab water with my hands, I always think of that because it's like, okay, well, I can move my mouth to the faucet or I can move it to the hose or I can <laughs> grab it with my hands and move it up my mouth. And because I think if I remember right, Piper, if that's what you're talking about, how the ones that were selected, the 300, they brought the water to them, if that makes sense, with their hands. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and so I always think about that. And, and I don't know why, like, obviously, I guess I'm not being watched or, or judged or mm-hmm. chosen by, you know, grabbing water with my hands instead of moving my yeah. face to the water. But, uh, yeah, I totally but, you know, yeah. the ahead. beautiful thing about everything in our life, like your life and Codis's life and, and, and even my life, we were handpicked by God. Mm-hmm. We have a plan yes, and a were. purpose for our life. Absolutely. I mean. We may not do things exactly right, but we have a plan and a purpose for our life. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. You know, he yeah. knows our beginning. He knows our end. You yes, know, and we don't know even that. The Bible says he's the beginning. He's the last, he's the, and you know, he's the end. He's the first, the last beginning, the end. He's the alpha, the omega. He's mm-hmm. everything. That's right. You know, we may not know the details of everything, but if we have God in, in perspective of everything, I mean, he gives us the understanding that we need in the moment. It's like a Proverbs three, five through six. Uh, yep. If you trust in his, uh, if you, do not trust in your own understanding, but trust in him and he will make your path straight. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Acknowledge him in all your ways and he will direct yes. your path. Mm-hmm. I love God. He is so awesome. <laughs> yeah. He makes me so think happy. about it. If you acknowledge him in everything you do, Put think about first. it. Just praying before a meal, praying mm-hmm. while you're in the car, you know, mindfully praying, you know, talking about him in uh in a situation, you know, you don't even have to be in a godly uh area. You know, maybe your school just, is it, not it, a godly it, area, but you bring him up, you know. You're still, he's going to acknowledge you in all your ways. Mm-hmm. He will direct your paths. He will lead you to people that, like like you had worked in the ER with that guy. Mm-hmm. God brought that guy to you. Maybe you didn't feel like you had the right answers. But, you know, the Bible says, Paul said, Paul planted and Apollos watered. But God will always bring an increase, you know. That's right. You are Absolutely. so wise, Piper. You are so uh, wise. For a 10-year-old. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, no. My, my grandma's just a really good teacher, you know? Well, let me ask you this, Piper. How many times have you read through the Bible with your grandma? Because it sounds like a lot. <laughs> oh, we do it all the time. That's awesome. The only, so, re- the only problem I wish I had to have is I wish it would have some pictures with pop-ups. Actually, I have a Bible <laughs> like that in my room. I do have something like Wait, that. Wait, like the pictures pop up at you, like a pop-up book? Yeah, it might be my sister's room now, but That's I have that, and then I have a comic book of the whole Bible. 
And then oh. I, have a, I have a few Lego ones. They made Lego Bibles. What? Let me tell you, I read the crap out of those when I was younger. Piper, you gotta <laughs> oh, check that wow. out. So I was your age. I was reading the Lego Bible like it was nothing. It was so cool. That's so awesome. So, uh, Piper, wh- what would you say your favorite book in the Bible is? Um, hmm. The whole Bible. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh. Well, I like the book of Psalm, but I think I think I really like uh, I think I really like the book of Psalm, but I also like the book of John a lot too. Mm-hmm. Um, Psalms is really encouraging. Mm-hmm. It's just a good book of poetry. It's a good book of songs, but um, I really like the book of John because it shows you how much love Jesus is. You know, all mm-hmm. the gospels tells you the encounters of, you know, the different accounts of Jesus, right? But John knew who Jesus was. He was telling you about the love of Jesus. Mm. So quick question. I, I've always been confused about this. It wasn't John the Baptist that wrote John, correct? No, it was his okay. disciple. I, that's what I thought, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure. And you're very wise. So I was just going to ask you. <laughs> yeah. Now, was that the, the John that was James's brother? Do we know? Um, well, study Bible. I guess I could look in there real quick for us. Well, I guess it's technically Jesus's brother because he had a brother, John, too. Okay, so that's right. There's so, there's so many three Johns. Johns. <laughs> yeah, there's John, my, John, 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 and John. Well, the the puppeteer that kind of assists me once in a while. His name's Johnny. <laughs> so <laughs> it's many. a very common name. All right, that's so awesome. it says who wrote John? It says the Apostle John wrote the Gospel. Uh, he was a fisherman and the son of Zebedee. So together, he and his brother James. Yeah, him yes, and James. The, mm-hmm. the son of thunder. Yes, the sons of thunder. That's what it was. Yep. They're the sons of thunder. Well, uh, that, that kind of reminded me of the show called The Chosen. I was uh, about to say that. Yeah, Piper, have you seen The Chosen yet? I haven't. I saw what? a little bit of the first episode. Yeah. But I haven't Piper. been able to really sit down and watch it because, I don't know, it's never been a real thought in my mind. Should I do it? Yes, oh, Piper, yes. Dude, yes. We, we love that show. We talk about it all the time. Yeah, it's so it's so good. Like I'm, I'm and this is probably sounds bad, but there's been, there's a lot of Christian shows or Christian movies that just aren't it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they just aren't that great. Um, good good ideas are in good you know intentions, but yeah, this, good intentions. This, one, this show Piper is like really solid. Like and it's free. Yeah, that's true. Um, but it's just like I don't, I don't know. I don't think I've ever watched a show that it is that, solid that theologically sound. It is yeah. very good, and it like. The actor who plays Jesus, like he mm-hmm. really makes you just like feel in touch in the best way to say, because when I'm watching it and you see Jesus healing people, you see Jesus talking to people like it just warms your heart and it just makes you feel like it makes you feel Jesus's love. Oh, like, wow. The actor is so good. It, it's very good, Piper. I highly recommend. My favorite movie, probably, or series or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite actor that plays Jesus just in general. His name is Bruce Marciano. You ever heard of him? Mm-mm, I don't think so. I feel like I've heard the name, but well, don't quote me. He, well, my favorite movie is called The Encounter. Hmm. And yes, yes. Oh, yes. I love that actor. Yeah, I know what you're yeah, talking about. In the diner? Fantastic. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I so, love that guy. There's more of those movies out. Yeah. They're hmm. on Pure Flicks. Yeah. There's The Encounter. Encounter Paradise Lost. There's Allison's Choice, which is about abortion and the same situation as he's doing in that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's um, the Encounter series. 
And then there's also movies that he played Jesus back in 1989, all the wow. way up to the encounter because he's been Jesus this whole time. Wow. That's why he did the encounter movies because he's, it's all canonically connected. Hmm. He did the, it's called the gospel according to Matthew. Really? And it's like a four hour movie. Wow. It's on Netflix. I think, um, I think it's all, on it's all on pure flicks. So all of this is on Pure Flix. Yes. Wow. And okay. there's the Road to Emmaus. Um, there's all that stuff. He's in there. Some of them are only 30 minutes. There's some of them that are two hours. There's some that are four hours. I mean, it's all, I highly <clears throat> recommend it. Okay. He is the best actor that I have really saw that I enjoy. I've not really watched The Chosen yet, so I can't, so I can't really oh, say you it. you got to watch it, Piper. You and your grandma yeah. would love it. Oh, we're going to. I, um... We, uh, yeah, we, and I've, uh, well, the puppeteer that kind of assists me once in a while, he, uh, he's talked to Bruce Marciano on Facebook Messenger before, and what? he's just what? a nice guy. That is yeah. so cool. That is yeah, he's so a nice awesome. guy. He's, it's been a few years now, but, uh, he was working on a project called The Gospel According to John, or, or I forget what he was t- titling it, but, uh, it was going to play his version of Jesus in it again. Wow. So, so cool. hopefully that comes out because, the reason why it's taking so long is he's got to fund it himself. Mm. Oh, and, yeah. uh, you know, as we know, money don't come cheap. That's right. Yeah. And when you're not, you know, lining up with Hollywood with certain beliefs. Yeah. You know, Hollywood they is don't, a mess. Uh, yeah. Don't get started. That's a whole different video there. Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Piper, let me ask you this. So we're, we're getting a little lengthy on the video. So this will be uh, among the last questions. So, okay. If somebody has listened to this uh, this episode of this podcast and they're interested and they don't know what the next steps are to becoming a devout believer in Christ, what would you say to them? I would say that a tough question. Don't, don't quit seeking after Jesus. You need to find your church first mm-hmm. off. Don't think that you're not good enough to go to church to, you know, most people don't want to go to church because they don't think they're right. That's like thinking you can't go to gym to the gym because you're not in shape. <laughs> you go to the gym because you want to get in shape. Exactly. You know, the like church, the church. Met... It's, a, it's a hospital for brother broken. Exactly. Yep. And Jesus didn't come for the healthy. He came for those that are sick that needed a doctor. Yes, mm, absolutely. And oh, I, love that. I would encourage people to go to church, find a church that's preaching truth. And when I say truth, explicitly what the Bible is teaching because mm-hmm. there's a lot of churches out there that are not going to heaven, unfortunately. Um, Sucks, and I mean that, yeah. and I mean that as yeah, boldly yeah. as I can tell you, because my grandma told me to always speak the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, That's about the truth. <laughs> yeah. So help me Jesus. Wow. And, okay. You know, and I would say, you know, read your Bible, mm-hmm. read your Bible and, and read it to the fullest extent. And uh, if you don't understand it, well, first off, the Bible says that you need his spirit to understand it because there's no private interpretation. Absolutely. Yes. Yep. So unless yes. you have the Holy Ghost, you're not going to be able to understand it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then I'll, I'll follow up with this question. So if somebody is listening right now and they're an unbeliever and they want to, uh, I guess, take the first step, what would you, can you kind of walk us through the, the process of that, you know, over the, the podcast here, you know, how they can, I guess, is there a prayer or something like that that maybe the, you can walk them through or are there words that they can say? 
Well, what I would suggest is the Bible says that we need to recognize we're dirty mm-hmm. and we need we need a holy God. Mm-hmm. It all starts with a repentance, right? Absolutely. The Bible says that Jesus said unto them to go into the world, making disciples of one another, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. That's exactly what Peter did. Peter and the rest of the disciples on the in, in the book of Acts did exactly what Jesus said because he said to give them that commission. When mm. Peter told the, the people in Jerusalem what they had experienced at the day of Pentecost, what it, what it all had transpired, the men, all the people that he had just preached the the cross of Christ and what Jesus went through, and basically they crucified the Messiah. They said, well, men and brethren, what are we supposed to do? Because the Bible said they were pricked in their hearts, which to me, mm. um, my grandma explained to me that means conviction, which mm. basically means that you're... It feels like a prick in the heart. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Makes you feel like you know that you've done something wrong. Yeah. You, you feel ashamed. Yeah. Like you're guilty. Yep. And um, they said, men and brethren, what shall we do? And and Peter said unto them in Acts 2.38, he said, repent. So it always starts with repentance. Mm-hmm. If you don't start with repentance, then you might as well hang it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's very true. He said, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, which my grandma taught me remission means forgiveness. And then he said, ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And then the next verse in 39, he said, this promise is unto you and your children and all those that are far off as far as the Lord our God shall call. So this is a promise for everybody. Wow. Okay. Um, Well, here's what we'll do, Curtis. We're going to do a little bit different this time. Uh, Will you start out us closing in prayer? Then I'll go. And then uh, Piper, do you mind closing out the entire prayer? So we're going to popcorn this? Yeah, we're going to popcorn it. All right, cool. Oh, I like popcorn. It gets stuck in my mouth because, you know, I have (laughs) fleecy mouth. (laughs) That's the worst part about it, the kernels. Oh, yeah. All right, you guys ready? Yeah, take it Mm -hmm. away. All right, dear Heavenly Father, I uh, thank you so much for letting us gather here to God. Uh, Thank you for letting Piper, uh, thank you for letting his grandma allow him to get on the phone and talk to us, God. Uh, It has been awesome. It has been knowledgeable, and it is great to hear from this uh, wise kid. Um. Yeah, Jerry, take it away. <laughs> <laughs> well, God, thank you again for today. Thank you for the blessings that you've bestowed upon us. You uh, bless us in ways that we shouldn't. Um, we know we're undeserving of your love, of your grace, and of your mercy. So, God, I just want to thank you for those things. Um, thank you for allowing us all to, to meet together. Thank you for allowing TikTok, of all things, to bring uh, brothers in Christ together. Um, and, God, I want to pray for the people that might be listening to this uh, episode of this podcast. Uh, pray for for healing, uh, but more importantly, God, because healing isn't always in your will. Um, God, I pray for anybody that might be having doubts or uh, unbelief. I pray that they seek you because, God, you know the desires of our hearts, and if we seek, we will find. Um, So, God, I pray that they seek you with all their hearts so that they can find you. And uh, I really just pray, God, that uh, they listen to this and they heed to, to Piper's wise words where, you know, we start out with repentance because, God, we have to recognize that we're imperfect. We need to recognize our sins. We need to recognize how awful we truly are without you. And so uh, I pray that we can use our own uh, disadvantages of life that is sin to find you. Um, and so I pray that they find you, that they seek you. And uh, with that being said, God, I, 
I pray that they uh, they find a good church where they can be baptized soon after that, so that they can grow in their relationship with you through uh, through Christ. Um, again, thank you for allowing Piper and uh, his grandma to be involved in this. Uh, and with that being said, Piper, take it away. Lord, I thank you for being so so good to me and to allow me to be with two new friends today. God, I thank you for anybody that is listening right now. And I'm just so thankful to be in your presence, God, because you are so faithful and you are so good to us and we don't even deserve it. Thank you for being so mindful of me and my friends. God, I thank you for my friends, whoever's listening on this other end right now, the sound of my voice. I pray that you remind them, God, in the name of Jesus, how special that they've made this day because they were fearfully and they were wonderfully made in the name of Jesus. Before they were formed in the belly, you knew them. You knew them, God. You had a plan for them. And I pray that wherever they are in their life right now, whether they're serving you or whether they're far away from you, that God, that they will recognize that plan for you and that they will continue to walk in those plans. Because you said that the good steps, that our steps of a good man are ordered by you, God. And I just thank you for always loving us when we are so unlovable. You are such a good, good father. And yes, I thank Lord. you. You are so wonderful. And I, I just pray that your blessings be on them, your protection be on them. And Lord, I plead the blood upon each and every one of their minds, God, against the power of the enemy that would try to bring confusion, to bring fear. But Lord, you don't give us the spirit of fear, but a power, love, and a sound mind. And I pray that, God, you continue to guide, strength, and lift up. Send encouragement to all my friends out there and always let them know that they are loved. We thank you. We praise you. We give you thanks for even doing it. And we ask this and we praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right. So, so Piper, uh, one last thing. <laughs> yes. So at the end of each episode, we have this saying. It's We say, Codis, what is it? Oh, we say Godspeed. Godspeed. So, uh, Piper, do you mind closing this out in a good old Godspeed? Oh, yeah. Uh, wait, how fast is he going? Isn't that illegal to speed? <laughs> I don't know how to answer that question. Um, uh, <laughs> hey, God is the creator of everything. He He can do what he wants. Oh, well, fair enough. Okay. <clears throat> well, Godspeed, pal. <laughs> <laughs>